Hey there, Bannock folks. You're tuned in to another episode of Bannockdotes, a podcast that holds down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, you know, leave a comment down below what you like, what you don't like, what questions you want to hear, maybe guests you want to see in the future, all that fun stuff. This week, we got a great guest for you. We got JJ. Justin Jennings, he's played in bands like For Man and Ghost, uh, Front Lambs Become Lions, Doppelgangers, he was playing in a thing called Liars Club lately, yeah, he's been uh, playing music for quite a while, and especially in this area, and uh, it was great to sit down and talk with him. Alright folks, let's get into it.
well, technically still at the casino. Casino. So I, I like uh, in management at the casino. So I got some time off, but I should be going back pretty soon. Nice. Uh, cool. All right. All right, let's get this started. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a bit of an intro. Uh, so you've been playing in bands in Niagara for several years now. Uh, you're respected amongst several uh, musicians in the music scene. Everyone give a round of applause for JJ, Justin Jennings, if you will. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for showing up. I really appreciate it. It's very cool to be here. Now, I know you've been working on some projects in the last couple of years, but what have you been cooking up lately? Uh, well, I was doing this Liars Club thing for a bit uh, with a couple of buddies, but uh, that kind of fizzled out. I didn't want to do it at the time. Uh, I ended up having too much going on with work and my kids and everything, so I couldn't do that. Uh, so for right now, I guess, uh, Shane Turner and I are doing something for Motor Bodies. So. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Shout out to Shane. I'm, I'm sure he's watching. <laughs> go Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. So so, so that's your main project right now? That's what you're working on? Yeah, it's very at the beginning stages. We started jamming at the beginning right before all this, this. shitstorm happened. Yeah. So we had something cool going on and then that happened. And then we were like, oh, geez. And we both got kids. We're both got our careers and everything. And yep. things are just like super busy. So. We just started uh, reconnecting again recently, so mm -hmm. hopefully get something in the next year. <laughs> yeah. How many bands have you been in throughout the Niagara scene? You've been, I, can, I can list off a couple, but I don't know them all. Uh, it's got to be about 14 or 15 wow. different bands over the years. Yeah. yeah. Hard-working bands, too. I mean, what we got you know, Capture, Lambs Become Lions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm drawing a blank too. Uh, there's storyteller, storyteller, that, and you played in For Man and Ghost too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, For Man and Ghost, Satellite State. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Doppelgangers. Yeah, Doppelgangers was another one. Um, I guess Water Bodies was a big one. Oh yeah, Water Bodies. You're in Water Bodies. Yeah, it's like all the same kind of people. <laughs> Did a little bit with uh, Sound Sleep too uh, during the storyteller time. I was in that for a couple months. Played one show with Vatican Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah, in an alleyway at scene. <laughs> nice, nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. With the generator. <laughs> yeah, the yep. generator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Did some stuff with Casey Baker and, cool. and the Buffalo Centers for a bit. But yeah, a lot of little tiny stuff throughout the years, and then kind of like that six or seven band core groups that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So now I don't think I've seen you gig since uh, doppelgangers. I don't think, I think the last time I saw you gig was with doppelgangers. Yeah. Yeah. Was that so, last show? That was my last show. And even that show was my last show for many years. Yeah. It, yeah. So I've been pretty much MIA for a long time. Um, that was what? Two years ago? No, that was like 2017. Oh, wow. 18, yeah. Jesus. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to get you back out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but, or sorry, how do you keep motivated and like writing, working through like the pandemic? Uh, well, I definitely have the time right now because of uh, layoffs with work and whatnot. But I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, even though you're busy and you're doing all that sort of thing and you got your life and your career and everything. There's just like this little, there's like this little, I don't want to be like cheesy or anything by saying this, but there's like this like little fire, you know, like when you do it for so long and you get comfortable with it and you enjoy writing, it becomes more about that. So I guess for me, that's the biggest thing. That's why I guess 
playing shows haven't really been up in the forefront over the years. It's mm-hmm. more like just writing music and having fun with that. Yeah. Doing stuff within my means and times that I, you know, I guess I can do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Really honing in that craft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's been cool. Worrying yeah. about the uh, live performance of it. Yeah. And just writing is fun. Like, I love that shit. Like, just sitting there for six hours and writing and recording and then getting frustrated when you're mixing something that you don't know how to mix. <laughs> <laughs> now, so is this new project some of your potential plans for 2022? Yeah, I think so. Like, the thing is, like, well, Shane and I have been jamming a band since we were in high school. Yeah. Like, he's the guy who kind of got me into playing music. Okay. Um, so, like, he had, like, a pop punk band in high school called Felix. Okay. And then, like, a screamo band called Till Doomsday. And uh, <laughs> I remember at that time, I was like, oh, shit, like, I really want to play music. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother owned a music store in the falls. He got me a guitar. I learned for a bit. And then... I just like tried really hard to be in a band with Shane. Yeah. Like at that time I was like, Oh, this guy's great. Like he's one of my best friends. I'm like, this guy's like an unreal drummer. And he's like the type of drummer too, that he writes. I've always said this for years. He's the type of drummer where he writes the songs with his drums. Right. And then you kind of play with it. Okay. And it just kind of comes naturally. So I've been kind of lucky throughout the years to play with, I guess like drummers of that kind of caliber. Yeah. So you guys have like a really tight chemistry. Yeah, for sure. Like we jammed what twice before this pandemic happened, and like it was just like we looked at each other and we're like, "Oh, yeah, that was cool." Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into like uh, more like metal alternative music growing up? Uh, I guess that would be from Shane. Um, definitely the music scene. Uh, yeah, it's just the core group of friends, you know. Like I really wanted to go in and uh, kind of play that music that all of my friends were playing at the time mm-hmm. and then eventually i started really liking it i'm telling you right now i hated scream music really right from the beginning yeah. yeah like at that time when you can go to the hideaway and you can go play all these shows mm-hmm. and see all these shows and joel was doing all of his shows and it was just like such an incredible music scene um i like sleeper set sale more than i like the lex on fire oh really oh yeah <laughs> so so like what was one would you what was like a distinct memory that like really kind of caught you into like getting into like that screamo style? Uh, I think it would be the day that I started liking at the drive-in. Oh, okay. At the drive-ins, like everybody knows this about me. It's my top. Yeah. Like just the presence that they had when they played live, like going nuts and dancing on stage, and just being absolutely wild is like I thought that was the coolest thing. So from that point on. I started listening to it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And you start playing shows. Then you start seeing all your friends. And then you start listening to it. And you're like, wow, I actually really do like this. And then I started really, really liking it. Like, as soon as I got in, I was, like, right in there. Yeah. I spoke with uh, – I had the pleasure of speaking with Casey uh, over – we did uh, – Bergsman and I, who yeah. we, we <laughs> mentioned, uh, we got to do this Niagara Year in Review uh, that he always does. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he, he let me – get in on it this year and uh i got to speak with casey which i mean growing up watching sleeper set sail for so many years it was really honored to 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 talk to him and uh, to know that he's getting back into the music scene and even working with mike de silva again like yeah i asked him i was like do will we see a like a sleeper set sail reunion he said like it could happen he's like we're not really like focused on it but like if someone were to maybe offer it like we could probably do it i'd be like that's exciting they should do it yeah yeah yeah. you heard it here casey yeah 
Yeah, go do it. <laughs> JJ tells you to go do it. <laughs> exactly. So what have been um, some of your favorite Ontario bands within the last couple of years? What caught your attention? Oh, favorite Ontario bands uh, in the last couple of years? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a big fan of, you know, the nail. I like Dan Romano's stuff quite a lot. Um, it's It's really hard to say. I haven't really been crazy listening to a lot of it as of lately i get really stuck into listening to the same stuff i've been listening to for years mm-hmm. um but the new is good i love mets mets is like mets is cool mets is top notch like they are super awesome uh what else it's hard for me to to really say right now to be honest um that's a good question I don't know it's just a lot of those Toronto bands like you know, like Mads. Pop. Yeah, Pop is good. Pop is obviously a really, really good band. Um, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard for me to think on the spot. There's like a lot that. of them, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's that's typically why I like that's actually kind of what got me starting doing this show was I uh, uh, was really wanted to focus on all the bands that are coming out of Ontario. I really wanted to magnify because. I mean, in passing, you can tell, oh, this person's in this band, this person's in this band. But, like, when you really kind of stretch it out, put it down on paper, write it all out, there are so many musicians happening in Ontario all at once in different genres. And it can be so hard to keep up with with the internet nowadays. Everything is just quick and flashing and posting. So, like, it can be really tough to, like, catch all these cool bands that are coming out of Ontario. So that's really what kind of inspired me to do the show. So, like, to help people, like... Yeah, like there's tons of music happening just in our backyard and like it's super accessible and like yeah. they're playing an hour away or something, you know, normally in normal circumstances, yeah. right? Uh, so you're quite the chef? Oh, yeah, I used to, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I now manage in, uh, in beverage or in management at beverage at the casino. But yeah, I was cooking at the casino. You were cooking? A... Like you were the actual cook? Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. So like what? What is what got you into cooking, and how vastly different is that experience from like playing shows and whatnot? Uh, well, it's it's a little bit like I guess faster pace, but it's kind of like the same type of thing, though. When you're there and you're cooking a plate of food, and you're kind of creating something, you kind of get the same thing. So for me, like taking that break, right? Uh, so what? I really stopped playing a lot of shows. And probably 2014. Okay. That would be the time. Um, and then I had more kids, and then I'm working at a casino. So from that point, it's almost like cooking kind of took over that void for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good at the time. <laughs> I went in there. It was pretty garbage. And uh, But I figured out a way how to transfer that type of like creative passion to, to cooking. And that's kind of what filled that void all, for all those years. Um, so as far as comparing it, yeah, it's it's pretty close. Yeah. You see a lot of musicians that are cooks. And uh, I think it's based off the creative factor of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I've seen you post really, like, fancy dishes, too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I really went and learned a lot. Yeah. And a lot of it to do with, like, uh, vegan vegetarian cooking. That was a big thing. I've been what, a vegetarian for, like, nine years now. Oh, really? Yeah. So I really wanted to kind of go in and do that. I've been thinking about trying to do my own type of vegan restaurant or vegan type of cooking stuff on the side, but I haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> so, you're, so you're managing the bar, so you're not doing any cooking anymore? Yeah, no cooking. Okay, but when when you were cooking, what would be some of like the hardest meals that they would get you to cook up? Uh, well, it's a, it depends. Like 
And some of the hardest, ah, like seafood passes, tenderloins, like it's casino <laughs> food. It's not like I wouldn't consider it like gastro okay. cooking. Yeah, sure. Not at the casino, but you do get the finer restaurants with the finer dining and everything, and you do get fancier plates. But it's not gastro cooking. It's yeah. Like, fancy restaurant cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to go on the road nowadays, would you find yourself like wanting to like, you know, before being on the tour, you were probably like, oh, let's find the McDonald's. Let's do this. Would you actually like maybe even get ingredients and cook stuff yourself? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, easier. Yeah. I'd bring, oh, yeah, I'd bring my own little electric stove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Top and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so what would be if you were out on the road uh, and you had a day off and you wanted to get, get yourself a good meal in you, what would be like one of the first things that come to your mind? I'm thinking in this case you're in a rural area, so you got maybe a corner store to work with. A corner store to work with? Okay. Uh, it depends on what you... Okay, so if you're going to do that, probably burritos. Burritos? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good option. You, sure. It's going to fill you up. Mm-hmm. You can get all your ingredients at that corner store. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a good option. Yeah, yeah. You can cook it up. You can also, if you got like a five-day stint, you can just package it, put it in a cooler. Last five days put it together warm it up on your little flat top and you're good uh so if 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 you were a high prestige meal what would you be pardon me if you were a meal what would you be oh what would I be? <laughs> that's funny that's a good question uh, <laughs> uh i don't probably just high prestige uh Honestly, probably the fanciest burrito around because I love burritos. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I think I like I remember, I remember when you start like we're working at Burrito Boys. People are like, yeah. JJ's working at Burrito Boys. You gotta go get a burrito from JJ. <laughs> and now here you are still telling me to this day that you'd be a burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Burritos are great. <laughs> they're they're the best. So lastly, before we get into some anecdotes, so like what really got you into the cooking was just like the matter of. Uh, the, the the lack of shows happening and like something to fill that void, eh? Yeah, it wouldn't even be like the lack of shows. It was just more like where you were at at that life at that at that particular point. In time, mm-hmm. Right. Um. So I wasn't able to go and do band practice or write music, you know, like I would before. Right. Yeah. Two new kids on the way, you know, throughout the years, things just got really busy. Um. So yeah, it definitely filled that. What was that last band? The last band. Like in two two thousand fourteen. The last band. Okay, so that would be. So Lambs, we stopped Lambs in probably 2014 at the beginning of it, uh, and then I continued doing the Capper stuff for a while. That's right. And then, that was really cool. I was really upset that I had kind of opted out from doing that at that point in time, because we were getting to the point where yeah, we had the two drummers. Davis was on the right, you know, and I just really loved the capture music because they're all like my best buds captures a really cool project <laughs> it's what's what's happened with that um they continued for a little bit uh afterwards they had uh mitch from camper yep um so he was in there um and davis went to drums and then i forget who the other guy's name was who went to the electronic drums Senegal AstroTurf, I think, was the drummer. What was his name? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, but he, yeah, he went for the double drums, and they were doing that for a bit. And uh, and then Riley got busy with Heavy Hearts. Yep. Um, so that took a lot. And uh, then the pandemic hit, and I think that that really just kind of stopped. With the nail in the coffin, eh? Yeah, Riley's still doing stuff. Um, I think he's just trying to. Last time I talked to him, he was thinking about doing like 
a collaborative effort yeah where he would get different musicians to come in and play on songs but it would just be like kind of his project interesting yeah because it is pretty much just this project right right yeah. capture it yeah. yeah yeah like we started writing together t- a little bit after his bass ideas uh towards the end um but mostly it was just riley recording demoing the shit out of everything <laughs> yeah. over and over and over again and then we would just play his parts yeah and you play all sorts of different instruments like you played drums in that band but you've played guitar in lambs become lions and whatnot yeah 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 so you're Definitely. multi-instrumental Yep. <laughs> what happened to our dreams? Picked up like animals What that stupidity Just in one bloody dog This is a red carpet Barefoot Don't stop your fingertips When you down
All right, I think we can get into some anecdotes. Let's talk about some of the wildest stories you have from being on the road uh, or in a band, whether it's you know in the studio or elsewhere. Okay, so we'll start this one off. So this would be for Man and Ghost. Okay. So we played, we did a couple of tours with Holly Springs Disaster, Den Divine, and uh, Straight Reads Alliance. So the one show that we did, I want to say, was in Stony Creek. And it was in this, like, community center. <laughs> so we played this community center, which were a lot of the shows at that time. Right. And it was packed. There was must have been, like, 250 kids, 300 kids in wow. a small room. So we went up, we did our opening set, and we were like, oh, cool, that was good. And then all of a sudden, singer of Holly Springs runs outside. There's a bunch of the Shreds Alliance guys coming outside. There's a bunch of kids at the show coming outside. And then all of a sudden, there was like 10 or 15 like souped up Honda Civics out in the front. And it was like a little gang in the front. So like Mike had like grabbed uh, his bat. And then he was like <laughs> looking at these guys. I don't know if they knew each other. I don't know if there was like some weird gang turf at that time. Sure. It was really weird. Like, you just saw, like, a bunch of kids with super tight pants and, like, black T-shirts with swooped hair. And then you saw a bunch of, like, souped up <laughs> Honda Civics guys <laughs> with baggy hoodies and baggy pants. And it literally looked like it was going to be this giant brawl. But Nothing happened? No, they left. They just, like, like, he came outside, he looked at them, and they just left. And that was it. Weird. Yeah. I wonder if they were just, like, exchanging phone numbers real quick. No, there was, some, there was some heat. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was, was some heat. heat. Yeah, some serious heat on that one. Weird. I wonder why. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even ask. I was like, oh, hey, I'm just that opening guy. I don't really know many people here. Yeah. It's going to be awkwardly over here to the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, what would be the other ones? Uh, this would be a storyteller one. So we did this tour where we... Went through Ontario, and then we went all the way out to the BC and, and back. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we did with the, a band called The Fallacy, and they were from Calgary. And I can't forget the other band's name from... This is brutal. I should remember their name. I can't remember their name. Yeah. But they were from BC. Uh, so basically, we were... So towards the end of the tour, we were in BC. So we were playing on Nanaimo. Yeah, it was Nanaimo. Okay. So we're sitting there, we're playing in a community center. And the thing is, is that Dave would, Dave DeGuire would probably hate me for saying this, but Jordan Manier and Dave DeGuire did not get along. Okay. Okay. They did not like each other. They're just polar opposite people. Uh, so <laughs> Jordan at this time, we were both, we never, we didn't have any money. Okay. Right? So I think Jordan's parents had sent him some money. So we bought this pack of like Oreo cookies. <laughs> okay and this he was so pumped on these oreo cookies because we were just like eating pretty much out of cans yeah yeah, the yeah beginning yeah. of the tour and uh so he's like you know he's like rob you can have an oreo cookie he's like jj you can have an oreo cookie and i'm like this is the best fucking oreo i've ever had and uh dave comes in <laughs> opens up the door and just takes the oreo out of his you know nicely his unwrapped tray. tray of oreos and Jordan basically looked at him and said, that's not your fucking Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> if you take that fucking Oreo, if you take another fucking Oreo again, we're going to have some real trouble. Okay. And Dave's like, oh, sorry, man. Like, I just thought you were offering everybody Oreos. Like, it's just a package of Oreos. Yeah. And he's like, don't fucking touch my Oreos again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm laughing. 
Rob's uncomfortable. The drummer Eli's like, whoa. But I know Jordan so well at that point, right? So I'm laughing. I'm like, this is this is kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, so it didn't stop there. So we went and played the show. And Dave was outside talking with uh, some people at the show. Mm-hmm. And I guess he missed sound check. So we hauled up all of his gear. <laughs> we did the sound check. I sound check his bass, my guitar, um, even Rob's guitar at the time. Jordan's sitting up there. You know, he's swinging his mic around. He's like super mad, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. So we're ready. We do the sound check. Um, Dave comes in through the middle <laughs> of the crowd. Yeah. Okay. The crowd literally, <laughs> he's walking through. Jordan spots him and goes, <laughs> he's like, hey, you see that guy? he's right in the middle everybody parted like the wall at a lamb of god yeah, show yeah and he comes through stops in the middle and jordan goes i'm not doing this fucking tour with this guy again really goes, this guy took my fucking oreo i don't like this guy after this i'm done it's either me or him on the mic on the mic in front of like 150 people and dave's like okay <laughs> So literally played the show and I was like, couldn't even look at the crowd on that one. I was just like, yeah, you just gotta... this is awkward. Jordan's like super red in the face. I'm like, this is great. Can you imagine <laughs> being an audience member being like, like, I've got some Oreos. Like we could give them out to you. Like it's not yeah, a big deal. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's just a package of like $1.98 Oreos from, you know, the convenience store. <laughs> just looking up and seeing Jordan just red in the face. is fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> You don't upset gingers. You just don't do it. No, no, no. I've learned that, man. You do, they're a different breed. Don't get, yeah. don't get them upset. Don't get them upset. Just do what you can to not. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. and then what? Did you guys uh, call it a day after that? Yeah, I think Dave went in the Fallacies van because we were right. we were traveling in separate vans at that point in time, and uh, and then we had to tough it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the funny part is that. I think what stemmed to that is that our van that we bought, Mm -hmm. Rob and I bought this beautiful $13,000 Chevy Express (laughs) van, very expensive at the time. Yeah. We're like, this is, we're good. Yeah. We're golden. Especially for a band of that caliber, right? It's coming out of pocket. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And yeah, our fuel pump would break all the time. Oh no. So I think what stemmed from that, and this is kind of another funny story from that tour, is that we drove to Belleville. We played our show in Belleville. The van broke down. We're like, oh, this is like the first first date. This is brutal. We don't have any money. Yeah. Guy goes, hey, I see that you kids are super poor and you're doing your tour. I'm going to tell you a trick. And we're like, okay, what's this trick? He's like, I'm not going to fix your fuel pump because you don't have 2500 bucks to fix it. So when you start your van, I want you to push it, get a guy underneath the car to punch the fuel pump. <laughs> And then it will start going. <laughs> we did that like 10 times. Really? Yeah, we went across Straight Canada. Straight like Flintstones. Yeah, we went all the way to Calgary. <laughs> and we couldn't do it anymore. And then we had to get it fixed in Calgary. But we were on like Saskatchewan Highway. It would break down. Rob would have to get out while the car was still going like this in neutral. Yeah, yeah. You go underneath the car and you would punch it. Punch it. Wow. Yeah. That could be dangerous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That was the least of your concern. We were not safe on that tour. We were definitely doing like 150 in the mountains of BC <laughs> with ice on the ground in the middle of October. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Wild stuff. Yeah. It was a wild tour. You got any more anecdotes? 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, one more about that one is we almost got robbed in okay. uh, Winnipeg. That tour. Yeah, that tour. So that <laughs> tour was, yeah, it was a funny tour. It was a and, hell of a day or a hell of a tour. Yeah, I was sleeping, uh, we were trade, you know, spots. To, who would sleep in the van the one night? Mm -hmm. Who would sleep in the, whatever place we were crashing Yeah, at, you right? got to watch the gear. Exactly. So I'm sitting in there. I'm trying to fall asleep. So <laughs> put on some, I think City and Color came on or Dallas sure. came on. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to fall asleep for this. And uh, it starts raining, and I hear, like, the rain trickling through the windows. I'm like, okay. And then I look up, and there's just this huge, massive dude. Okay? <laughs> massive dude. It must have been, like, 350 pounds. In the van? So, no, outside the van. Okay. Okay. And I just, like, it was lightning or something at the time. And, like, all I saw was this silhouette yeah. of this super big fucking dude. And he was trying to break into our van. Wow. And, like, I'm just, like, this tiny dude yeah. sitting on a couch with <laughs> Dallas playing in the background. And I'm like, all right. And uh, he never got in, but he did pry the doors open on that brand-new Chevy Express. Right. To the point where they wouldn't close properly oh, no. throughout the rest of the tour. Yeah. So there's always a gap like that. Uh, so I told Jordan, and sure enough, yeah, we went – well, everybody was drinking. So Jordan decided to – <laughs> grab a bat go through the streets but i don't think he realized that he was still in his boxers <laughs> and it was like you know october yeah. so we're, i'm like jordan i don't think we're gonna you know i don't think we're gonna find this guy and he was determined to just find this guy and scare him off yeah right so yeah That's so the it. guy pried the doors open and then like after that he was like oh fuck yeah i just vanished this massive dude just vanished <laughs> I like how he showed up too. It's like straight up like a horror movie. Like the only thing he was. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah. Like yeah. the only thing he was missing was a hook for a hand. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Turned into a slasher film. Exactly. <laughs> now, when you're on the road, what's your go to gas station snack? Oh, go to gas station. At that time, it probably would have been McDoubles. McDoubles. Yeah. 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 McDoubles. Can't go wrong with them. No, oh, it's a buck. 25 at the time yeah <laughs> what what's what did you get like everything on it or do you have like a custom oh yeah you get two everything oh yeah well you get dressed as mac you can yeah right? i think that costs more nowadays but yeah, not back not then back then yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was great i get no picks no onions oh nice yeah nice. no i don't like that you don't like the onions eh and don't, no pickles no pickles not either a pickle guy not a pickle guy they're too squeaky it's too squeaky <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious where's the furthest you've ever gotten to play the furthest mm -hmm. uh yeah probably nanaimo yeah, yeah. Nanaimo? yeah yeah that would be i've been across canada did a little bit of the states too but nothing crazy nothing cool there. yeah so yeah just out east and out west a couple times but tons of ontario dates like yeah well that's just the one thing like i don't think like many people know but like ontario is like it, it's a big province there's not too many major cities in it but you mm -hmm. could definitely probably stretch a week out here for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you totally can. We would do like, so we would do every single weekend, right? Yeah. Which you probably did. Oh, yeah. So you're touring every weekend, but you're just hitting up those three, you know, areas, right? You know, your Belleville, your Ottawa, mm -hmm. um, uh, what else would do? Oshawa or something like that yeah. on the way up. Yep. Or you'd go over to the Brantford way, Brantford, London, et cetera. Or you but could you, go south, Windsor, <laughs> London, ex right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So like you that's the thing about Ontario is like the rest of Canada is not like that. Yeah. Like at all. Like you do like 
maybe three shows in Saskatchewan. Yeah. And, and that's pushing it. Even like, so I've only ever gone out east and like even still driving out east is like there's few and far major cities in between. Yeah. Like you can hit the Quebec cities, but like New Brunswick doesn't have like Moncton and what St. John, I think is the only things in. Yeah. Uh, Fredericton too. Fredericton. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, you can do those three, but. Not at the same time. Not at the same time. Too close. <laughs> yeah, people drive in between the towns here. <laughs> I've always liked. I've, like I think the furthest sinners ever gone, or both my bands, Hellman as well. I think we Halifax is the furthest we've gone. Nice. I love Halifax. Halifax. Great. Did you ever have a chance? I always say it's wrong. I always say the Pavilion. I don't know if it's a Pavilion or the Pavilion, uh, but that one is in Halifax. That's. I think it might have. No, I haven't. I think that one might have sh- shut down a couple of years after. For man, I was in for man ghost. That place was cool that place was like a halifax like staple is that what it was yeah. yeah for all those like the hardcore bands even the indie bands like everybody just played that room yeah, yeah. I, i've never heard of that place mm-hmm. i'm sure it, it's well known yeah it was it was well known uh, at that time it's probably similar to warehouse like that oh cool yeah yeah unfortunately we haven't had that successful shows it's always been a weird venue in halifax but i've always liked going there like yeah. it's, it's a beautiful city um wish the shows were better but that's 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 just the life of a musician on tour. Yeah, yeah, it is, and these days are a little different than than back. Like even like in the early two thousands to the mid two thousands to even like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. the internet's really kind of changed the game on that whole kind of show aspect. Yeah, the way that like you present <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and just like the ability of like even people sometimes wanting to come out. It's just a different dynamic. You have to like kind of really i don't know you have strong internet presence i guess now yeah no like the internet has kind of done this one thing where like you can be so present online and you can be not that good of a band and then there's this really good band who are a bunch of 40 year old guys who have no clue how to do social media and like they're just not getting paid attention to just because they don't have that kind of presence it's weird it's full kind of polarizing yeah yeah definitely it is it's I can't say that I'm a biggest fan of that. No. You know, like the MySpace days were one thing that would be like, I guess our heyday, right? Because we're mm-hmm. pretty close to the same age. Um, So that was one thing. But like, I really, I started seeing it a little bit throughout the years. I wish it would just be like, everybody just goes out to a show like it was in, in, in the back in the day. You mm-hmm. know, you didn't really care. Like now everything's on YouTube. Everything's, everybody's starting to like these live shows. Like, I think some of the best shows are, like, the shows where you have a packed room. Kids are jumping off the speakers. Kids are push-moshing. I, you know, I used to be a big crowd surf guy. Like, just crowd surf. Like, just be nuts and let go and let loose because that's, like, the whole point of it, right? That's just it, right? Yeah. yeah. Be present in that moment. Don't put your cell phone away. Yeah, Enjoy exactly. the show. I, I don't even typically drink when I'm at shows because I just like to be in that moment. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah, it, it, it shows back then... You would just go to a show because a show was happening. You, yeah. you weren't concerned about what bands were playing. Exactly. You were like, "Oh, there's a metalcore band playing tonight. I'm going." Yeah. That, that, and that's what and that's really how it is. Yeah, and like you'd have like the shows where it'd be like, you'd have five different bands on one type of bill. So like that's like Joe or Joel would do that a lot with the Bedlam days, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, the following promoter afterwards kind of killed that whole vibe, but. <laughs> I'm not gonna say any names, uh, but Timmer and Eric they really tried to bring that back in, um, and I thought that that was really cool. Just like being the idea, and Timmer and I would talk about this all the time, like you, just the idea of 
going to a show and seeing a couple of different bands of different genres where you could be like, you know what, maybe I don't like that one band, so I'm still going to go to the show, but maybe I'll go get some food at You Need a Pita or whatever mm -hmm. during that break, you know? There's an opportunity for that. Exactly. So, I don't know. I I really like those days. <laughs> we got to bring Mixed Bills back. Yeah, let's bring Mixed Bills Mixed back. Mixed Bills back. You heard it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You don't need five of the same band. Yeah. <laughs> So let's say you're at the level of Metallica. You're selling out arenas. You're doing crazy shit. What's in the green room waiting for you? What's your rock star dream writer? Rock star dream writer. Uh, probably a video game system and a TV. Sure. <laughs> what video game system? Uh, probably just an Xbox. Yeah. Xbox. Yeah. The original Xbox. Yeah, we could do. That. I could play Halo. Oh, okay, with the yeah. big controller. Yeah, the massive controller. <laughs> they yeah, need yeah. two you need... arms to <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get that. Some microbrew beers and uh, maybe the best veggie burger from like if it's in Toronto. Yeah, the best veggie burger that one of those uh, you know gastro pubs make. Yeah, keep That's it simple, it. eh? Yeah, super simple. <laughs> Nothing wild. I'm basic. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I only got one more question here for you. What are your top five favorite bands of all times? Okay, so top five favorite bands. At the Driving, 100%. is number one. Uh, I'm going to have to say Hope's Fall is a very, very, very close second. Oh, really? Yeah, huge Hope's Fall fan. I love that. Yeah, Hope's Fall is the best. Um, what else would there be? Jimmy World. Jimmy World, I'm a really big fan of the first... Uh, three CDs. Mm -hmm. That would be kind of like my pop band. Yeah. Um, that I would like. Uh, Every Time I Die definitely is up there as well. Love that band. Yeah. So heartbroken that they broke up. Yeah, yeah. So too. heartbroken. I know. I yeah. can't tell. I have t I have tickets. I had tickets for their uh, Toronto date in the spring. Yeah. That's not happening. No. I'm going to see Under Oath with another band, but I, I really just got it for Every Time I Die. With that band, like that idea of like their type of shows... That's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They've right? always and they've always brought in like younger up and coming bands up. A hundred percent. Like that I that idea of a band where you're like you're helping people out, you're putting on shows, you're doing your Christmas show in your hometown city where you have a fucking wrestling ring in the middle. Yeah, of I know. It. I, like, did you go to those? No, oh, no, I didn't. I was they were working. Sick. Yeah, was it awesome? Oh, those were, those oh, were great. You see Andy in there? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have seen Andy wrestle, and it's so cool because he takes it so seriously. Yeah, and like. It, it it works for him. The guy is massive. Is massive, and he can yeah. throw people around, and he makes it look natural. Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame how that went down. Yeah, yeah. It's a little wild. Like seeing both sides of that is just, I don't know. I just think being in a band with their like a family member is just to be so tough. Yeah. Like I, they've you can tell, I and mean, they've said it in, in their stuff, but like this isn't something new. Yeah, this sure. is goes back decades, and well, we uh, would hear about that decades ago too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I think they were having issues, like in, even in 2010. Yeah, just and it would always bubble under the surface. It was always rumors, but you know what? They always kept it professional. Yeah, and uh, uh, and they never really kept that shit out there. But like, yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate. I, they'll probably get back together in like five six years. I'm hoping so. I think so. I'm hoping so. <laughs> Maybe the money will come to, it and they'll be like, "Fuck, I'm out of money." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't want that to be the reason, but I mean, I love that band, and I it's it's a shame to see them go. Yeah, for sure. They had it's an energy that most bands, a lot of bands don't. Yeah, 
Um, so what would be my fourth band? Uh, Russian Circles for sure. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love Russian Circles. They're a really cool band. Yeah. Yeah, so, our uh, our bass really like got us into it. Yeah, they're. I like that. I love do music too. Like, yeah. I, just, I love the slow, vibey. I could play songs at you know 110 BPM for just ever, <laughs> for like hours. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna say for the last one. This is all my playlist right now. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. I listen to a lot of the same bands from back <laughs> in the day. Uh, Poison Well. Love it. Yeah. Poison Well is great. You know, they're, their first two albums I liked, but as soon as that versions album came out, I was just like, I was hundred percent sold. You know, like Entropic Rod afterwards was super good. Like those, like I've always, I blame Shane Turner on this, but I've always been kind of attracted to bands that push the envelope mm-hmm. and throw like kind of like a creative spin on it. Yeah. Um, rather than just playing a similar genre and style that many other bands have. Right. So when you can sit there and you can make your hardcore band sound like a creepy ass Western fucking soundtrack, <laughs> I think it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I've just found myself recently getting into Poison the Well. Like I've always, I listened to the old stuff back when it was like prominent, mm-hmm. but I didn't, listen to any of like the like tropic rod or anything like yeah. i think i just listened to that record last year for the first time and that fucking record's sick yeah yeah it's definitely one of those records where like when it came out like i'm sure like that and versions i'm sure when it came out they did really really well but at that point they became a musician's band right rather than just a hardcore band yes and i find that i, I said it to shane tire years ago when we were listening to it i'm like i bet you in 10 years 12 years this fucking album is going to come back full circle and people are just going to be like, whoa, well, here I am talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see that uh, when we were young festival that got posted? Yeah. It, I don't know how I feel about that. Neither do I. I mean, obviously it's cool that all these bands are playing in, uh, in, in, I mean, in that era, like era of bands are playing in that time. But like yeah. a lot of, a lot of, I don't know. I just, I, I, I want to see what happens. I just want to see if it's real. Cause you can't cram all those bands into, one day like there's like 50 or 60 bands isn't there? yeah and like so actually kyle and i were just talking about this before you showed up uh they've made it two days now yeah but apparently it was always set to be two days it was always just like it's oh, kind of like a marketing ploy oh i hate that stuff <laughs> <laughs> get everybody to talk about it same with their with their 20 dollar down payment yeah what <laughs> yeah yeah that's so weird and like the tickets are expensive <laughs> I bet they are, yeah. yeah. And he also got to get to Vegas, right? Yeah, I would go. If it's a real thing, I would go just because... If I had the money, I would. I would, yeah. Uh, I'm too busy dishing out money for production. Yeah, well, <laughs> money, money is a thing. Yeah, I know, totally, totally. It's gonna, it would cost a lot. Well, I, I really want to see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd go see it. But there's only like five bands that I want to see on there. Like Glassjaw is probably one of my top ten bands, too. I've never seen them. No? No. Well, I work nights, so my life, you know, as far as music and going to shows gets, like, put right down. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I would really like to see Glassjaw. And I was a massive, in high school, like, everybody was listening to, uh, what, Blink-182, and I was listening to Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) Sad guy of the uh, high school. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I would like to see those bands again. I think that would be cool. Yeah, hopefully it unfolds to be something sick, because... Hopefully. I don't want to see it fall apart or become another Firefest type thing. 
Yeah, it might. I don't know. The twenty dollar down payment seems like, hey, like if COVID says we can't do this, we still got your twenty bucks. We got your twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I think we can end that there. Cool. Uh, unless you've got any more stories to tell. Uh, yeah, there's a couple, but whatever. We'll save it for maybe another time. All right, sounds yeah. good. All right, well, so thank you so much for da- uh, taking the time to do this for me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Where can all the listeners find all the social medias? Uh, definitely on Spotify. I like I put Storyteller on there. Uh, I guess Apple Music too. It's on all the stuff. I did it through DistroKid. Oh, good, cool. Um, so I don't think the Lamb stuff is on there. The Waterby stuff is definitely on there. The Captor stuff is on there, and uh, the Doppelganger stuff is on there. It's pretty much all on there. Oh, good. So all the social platforms. Perfect. I paid the what thirty bucks a year for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. Yeah. Well, we can end it there. Awesome. Perfect. Cool.
Thank you for tuning in, podcast listeners. We got the show started off with Water Bodies and their song, A Mouthful of Memory Loss. In the middle there, I threw in some From Man and Ghost with their song, For Conditioned Voices. I I definitely played that song on one of the throwback Thursdays in the past. Uh, Love that band. They were a cool band to go see live. We ended with Feast or Famine, revised by Captor. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking around. We really appreciate it. Now, if you folks haven't already, go to my YouTube channel. Go, you can check it out through the link in our bio and our Instagram at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And yeah, go do me a favor and go to our YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> I need uh, I need 100 subscribers so I can get a custom URL so I can start telling people, hey, go to YouTube.com slash Banecdotes. Can't do that right now. Can't do that without your help. So uh, do me a favor. Head on over to the YouTube channel and Check out this episode with me and JJ talking together. We had a great time. Anyway, take it easy, folks.